Hello and welcome to another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. My name is Amanda Cunningham and I am the founder and host of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. So today's episode was not the intended topic of the episode this week, but I got a text this morning and it made me change what I was going to talk about today. So um, and just as a heads up, I feel like I've been having myself a morning. I feel like it's sometimes fun to hear about other people's day and what happens within a certain time period of what seems like when people have it all together or whatever. I don't know. So it's 745 in the morning when I'm recording this right after I get home and I'm like making my protein shake from the gym. Right. And my daughter, like she was, I'm getting the whole thing. It doesn't matter. She's going to turn 11 in like two weeks. So she's preteeny hormonings and whatever. And she did not do any of her chores, got dressed. And she knows every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, she's supposed to be taking a shower, blah, blah, blah. We go through this argument every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I don't know what the deal is. Anyways, she starts immediately throwing herself on the floor, throws a screaming fit at one point shouts, stupid life. And it's just a whole thing. And I'm like, it is seven 30 in the morning. All right. I'm going to write the two things you need to do. Literally two things you have over an hour to take a shower and sweep the first level. That is all you need to do. But if that, if you feel like you need to sit here and scream on the floor for that time, then you can go ahead and do that. I'm going to go upstairs and record this episode. So please do not come into my room to ask me for things in the next, for the next half hour or so. I left her and she was screaming on the floor. Anyways, I can hear her calmly taking a shower now, listening to music. And it was a thing. Um, wanted to share that just because that was all before eight o'clock. This is 745. <laughs> it was all before eight o'clock in the morning dealing with that. And then in addition to the text that I was dealing with this morning. So the point of this episode is I think charging your worth. I'm going to get there eventually, but, um, I've talked about this before in other episodes, but I was at one point, uh, I guess one point, it was literally like a few months ago, I was, I quit my job, my marketing job. And for the last two years, I was trying to be um, a full-time musician, which I technically was. So it's not like trying, it was, I was, um, but it wasn't, it was just very draining. And I, I go into this and other episodes and stuff like that too, especially I think it was mainly like, you should keep your day job and here's why I talk about it a lot there as well. Um, but basically it's just like a starving artist mentality and you're not respected. And it's like a whole lot of belittling and feeling like you're begging for money and you're great that you should be even grateful that you're there and blah, 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 blah. And I already had money issues and it was just tiring and I didn't love it enough basically to put up with it and feel like crap for asking for what I wanted and what I know I could get from certain people. Right. Um, and so I'm, I'm telling this story because it's, it's context. And I, you know, like I've talked about, I've had a full-time marketing job again for the past, um, I don't know, like almost two months now, I guess at this point, and I'm not desperate for money. And so point of the story is I probably would have taken this gig like six months ago, but I'm not desperate for money and I'm over it. And so I didn't want to take it or I wanted my worth. Right. So I used to sub in, hopefully, this hopefully will not be too in the weeds if you're not a musician. It's really just about the context of charging your worth. And I was very belittled and almost like, I don't want to say berated. I was very belittled and it was a very condescending response to just answering what my rate was, um, to the question. So uh, when I first started out singing a few years ago, I was reaching out to wedding bands offering just, you know, to learn and stuff like that, basically saying, you know, reaching out to wedding bands being like, Hey, if you ever need a sub, I'd love to, you know, sub in for you. And, you know, I was learning and doing stuff like that way. So one of the bands that I subbed in with was the band that reached out to me, the guy that, you know, is in charge of the band or whatever. And that was, I think like at this point, four years ago when I was first learning how to do it, didn't know what I was doing and like that type of thing. So he reached, we have, I've subbed in a couple of times for him as well. Um, and they asked, this was Saturday 
Hey, may need a sub Saturday, May 6th in DC. Are you available 630 to 1030 PM? So this is literally a week out. Keep in mind, weddings are obviously planned way, 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 way more advanced. Weddings are usually like a year out that they know. So the singer may be having to call out sick a week leading up to a private event. It is in DC. I'm not technically in DC. It's about an hour out with traffic for me. So an hour back to and from, right? So I'm giving this context for the purposes of the rate. So I said, you know, Hey, I might be, what's the rate? What songs do you need to sing? You know? And so, you know, we kind of like, he gives me like, you know, maybe lead on th- three to five, blah, 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 no heavy lifting, blah, blah, blah. Prefer having a three person front Two fifty rate. We can zoom you in or to discuss or zoom you in on a Thursday evening rehearsal, but for a half hour or so. So again, trying to take up more of my time, half hour or so at this point, I'm not at all irritated. This is pretty like, okay, whatever. I'm not at all interested. That's way too low. I didn't say anything yet, but you know, okay, cool. Thanks for the information. And he goes on to say, uh, more info on stage, ready to be go, ready to go at six fifteen. He gives me the address, and I forgot to follow up because my daughter had you know softball game, so I just forgot to follow up. And mind you, this was like eight o'clock on a Saturday, so I just didn't follow up. So he happy Sunday following up two fifty five. I promise this is like worth the thing. I'm not like just going through my text. It's a very short discussion, and that's what I'm trying to get across. And that it was a very short discussion where there was no. It was very straightforward that I was surprised that I got the text that I got this morning. Um, so, you know, I said, sorry, last night was busy with my daughter's softball game. Thank you for thinking of me. But unfortunately that rate is much lower. It was two fifty. That rate is much lower than what I was anticipating for a private event on such short notice. So I will be unable to attend. I hope you'll be able to find someone before the event politely said no. Right. They asked, what's your rate? You can just sing two from the so- two songs from your set list. No need to rehearse or learn anything. Clearly they're equating number of songs with my rate which is not taking into account that regardless, I'm still expected to be there. I'm going to have to be there. If you don't, if I don't expect anyone listening to this to be a musician, except my musician friends may be listening. You still need to be on set an hour beforehand to sound check and make sure that, you know, traffic doesn't interfere. You need to be on the set at least an hour beforehand. So 6.15 being ready to go on stage means I need to be at least there at 5.15 plus the hour I drove there plus the 6.15 to the 10.30 event, right? So these are hours worth of time two songs. Okay. So I said, sounds good. My rate for that time commitment would be $500. And you might be like, Oh my gosh, that's a lot of money. Or like, Oh, that's not anything at all. I spent a little bit of time actually picking out this number because I went back through my calendar and looked at the, the rate that I was paying or, or, you know, like the cover band that I'm in was charging for cover, um, for weddings and private events. This was actually less than what I'm making with them. But I was like, he's I, from go to 250 to what we were actually charging, it's going to be a stretch. So even me doubling it, I don't, I expected him to say no. I fully expected him to say no because I didn't really care. I didn't actually want to do it, but I'm like, sure. What I literally asked myself, I did like the quick research on what I have been charging, what I have been getting, and then thought, what is the minimal amount that I will not be resentful for rearranging my schedule last minute to show up to do, sing two, three songs that I don't really want to be there with because I'm not part of this band. I'm just subbing in. So I'm not going to be part of the dynamic. I'm just going to be kind of awkwardly singing around because it's like kind of like an interesting band. I don't want to get into too much, but it's like kind of weird. And I didn't really like it. It was good for a learning experience, but the times I've subbed in, it's always been the lowest paying one. And I haven't had that much fun. So I said my rate for that time commitment would be $500. That was last night. This morning, it's Monday, I guess at 12, 12 AM, he texted me. I don't know why he's up that late, but 
I opened this when I was stretching at the gym because I don't open my text beforehand. And I opened to to a screenshot of, um, I guess it looks like he looked up ZipRecruiter. That's what it is. Musician salary in Washington, D.C. He screenshot it and told me the average was $28 an hour, which is $57,397 a year, which is garbage. And goes to say on, goes on to say, Good to know, but no thanks. I'm reading this because it was so condescending because I almost want to, I can't show the screenshots in a podcast, but it was so condescending and so out of nowhere that I was honestly very thrown. And I also wanted you to keep in mind that I had three shots or three shots, three scoops of pre-workout because my husband is a punk and I asked for two in my pre-workout and he added the extra one because he thought it was funny. So mind you, I was pretty amped this morning when I read this, like the pre-workout was kicking in and I had a lot of drugs in my system. So he says, good to know, nope, and no thanks. In my world, if you are worth 500 to sing five, three songs, then I'm worth at least 2,500. I earned, he little right-handed, I earned the gig, sold the gig, prepped the gig, and delivered a solid experience product. Get it while you can before the next wave of vocalists hits the system. Union scale in DC is $28 an hour, and they are classically trained. I should have charged you, blah, blah, blah. And then he gave this like weird performance class that I didn't actually ask for. He was already giving it free at the rec center. And then we were in the, this was years ago. And then in conversation in a text, he offered to give it to me private. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. That's fine. Thanks. So then he hearkens back to that and then says, oh, wait, I did that for free, dot, dot, dot. We're good. Thanks. Best. And I was livid this morning. I'm not like, I was like so pissed. I like in the middle of stretching, I cut my stretching short, walked over to the bench, put my phone in front of my husband. I was like, look at this. And he was like, he was reading and he was making a face and he was like, wow, really? And I was like, what a, and I was like, I'm not gonna lie. I was expletives. Right. And I eventually had to start lifting, but I started going into this whole thing of like texting him. And I was like, I don't feel like I feel like justifying myself, but I'm going to give you my answer because I feel like, sorry if this is, I hope this is not a long story and you're like, this is not relevant to me, Amanda, this is fully musicians. But the point of this story is that I was so thrown that I, he reached out, right. And gave me a below rate. Like this was, he's, they pay the lowest that I've ever subbed for, regardless of the amount of songs. It would have taken me at least six hours of on-site driving, minimum six hours. I'm paying for parking too, because it's DC. So it's at least that much nine. It does not matter if I'm saying a hundred songs versus three. And I say this in my text back, but the point of my, my story is not, this is, this goes for any business, right? It's just, I'm giving in the weed stuff about musician stuff. And that's honestly why part of the reason why I was, I'm over musician stuff is because of this attitude, even among other musicians, the belittling and condescension is just ridiculous. And it just makes you feel like garbage that if I charge more than like, I'm worth $25 an hour basically. And that's all I'm going to get. And I should be grateful. I got over that. And that goes for a lot of industries too, like virtual assistant, marketing strategists, like copywriter, like literally whatever you do, right. You're going to get people that do that. And that's, it's just weirdly accepted sometimes with artists that I don't think it's accepted the way that I don't know, like a plumber would do like, you would never freak out on a plumber if they told you your rate was $500. If it's last minute, right? Imagine like emergency leak. Like if you're texting them last minute, asking them to rearrange their schedule, it's already below value or above, you know, rate of what they're typically getting. Why would they do that? Why would you berate them? But anyways, I, I'm telling this to share all of those things because of it, because I, at the moment, like I said, six months ago, I might've taken it because I was desperate for money. And this is why I talked about in, you know, the episode, you should keep your day job. Here's why is I'm no longer desperate for money. 
I wouldn't, I didn't actually want this gig and I wouldn't have wanted it six months ago, but I probably would have taken it because I was desperate for money because I didn't, I was in that mindset and because I didn't have extra like backup coming in. So that would have been my only thing. And so my thing would have been make money, make money, make money, make money, not taking into account that like this is way undervaluing my time, way undervaluing my skills, you know? And so I reply back, this is a long story, but I reply back and I, my husband helped me edit this in the gym and he, uh, anyways, um, we cut it down. Cause I was like, I want a polite F you is what I want because this is honestly, I did not expect this at all. And so I responded back. I'm not sure why you're being rude. I I politely declined saying it was much lower than my rate and said, good luck. Then you asked me what my rate was. And I told you that is the rate I'm currently getting with the band I'm currently in, as are all the other members. You asked my rate and I gave it. There is absolutely no need to be rude and belittle me. And it seems like anyone else that asked for more than what is in the screenshot. I charge for my time, not just the songs. Taking this gig is an least an eight hour commitment and requires me rearranging my schedule because it's last minute. The rate I quoted you is what I would expect for that commitment. I did not expect this kind of condescending response from you for simply sharing my rate. Like you asked, thank you for inviting me to sub when I first started out a few years ago. So I could learn, I wish you and the band the best of luck. I think that was polite of you, but that took a little while to like hone down. Cause I was, I was like, this isn't even worth my time, but I also want to be like, I don't want him to think he's right. So I had to like, I felt like I had to give him some answer, but the point of the conversation is this will happen. I think regardless of the industry you're in, someone will do that. Cause I even pitched someone for, you know, when I used to do stuff on Upwork, when I started realizing I didn't want to do music full, full time and I can make more money doing marketing. I didn't have to constantly explain myself. Well, I, apparently I do. I didn't have to explain myself because the ROI is clear. Like if I do this, you'll make X amount of money. Like marketing is clear. You know, if I make you a Facebook ad campaign and you put in X amount of money and I make you X back, like you get X amount of leads, I made you money, right? So that's a clear ROI, but you know, a wedding, whatever, it's a little more subjective, but regardless, still well below standard. Like what they charge is still well below standard. And I guess this is talking about mainly what people talk about when they say, when you raise your prices, you will call these kinds of people out because they will expect better quality of you, honestly, less, like you actually have to work less hard for people when you charge more, because at that price range, they respect you and they know it's not about what, like the time that's put in, but the actual product that you put out, right? So for the 250th, I accept this goes for even marketing stuff. Like the lowest stuff that I've been paid, they ask for more re- or not refunds. Like when I've done other things for like lower pricing to get started, they ask for more revisions. They ask for more information. They do less trusting. They ask for more validation of like, what else have you done in the past? And like, well, they ask for more stuff again and again and again versus once you, when you charge a higher rate, like when I did something else and I charged a higher rate, the first thing that I gave them, they're like, oh, this is great. Thank you so much. Zero edits, zero thoughts. It was the same exact product that I had given, not the same, you know, same quality of product that I had given to this, a, a different person for a lower price a couple months ago. And so what they say, what people say about pricing your product to kind of call these kind of like budget stuff out is 5,000% true. And so I was not going to lie. I'm literally making an entire episode about this. And I I don't mean this to be specifically to musicians. As I was writing it, I was like, okay, this completely solidifies why I'm done with music on like a professional scale, trying to make it like a full-time living because I'm tired of, of, of feeling like this. Like I completely did not expect that. And I also want you to keep in mind that this is 
he's kind of old. They've been doing this since like the seventies. So he's quite old. They do this probably for fun. And I don't, he's very little, little red hen in his text. I just realized that as I was reading, I was like, I called the weight. I planted the wheat. Like it was very red hen. I was like, okay, dude, I hope you're getting more than two fifty. I really do. Because you deserve more than that. If that's what you're charging, you deserve way more than two fifty. If you think that's normal. So anyways, I just want to reiterate that in any industry, as I was reading this, this can happen. And it's going to make you feel like, am I asking for too much? Because they, anyone can screenshot something and be like, this is what the average is. Yeah. But then you're going to get average quality. And they're probably also not happy with it either. Because like, for example, when he screenshot that and told me like, you know, the standard DC musician salary yearly, that was actually slightly more than my first job out of college. And I worked way less hard, hustled way less and worked in an office setting during normal hours. That rate was garbage. It was absolute garbage, but it's charged as the quote standard. And he's throwing that in my face. Is basically saying, you think you're worth more than this? Classically trained people aren't getting more. They should be getting more. And it's not my fault that the industry is messed up. They should be getting more. And this is why people are quitting. Quitting musician stuff, right? And I'm saying that to say not because I'm, I'm hoping this is like encompassing of not just fewer musician, but this is why like people stop when you, you know, when you start out business, a lot of times you start as a freelancer too. Like I did too, when I worked at Upwork and you know, sites like that, when I was doing marketing stuff, I started doing that. And like, you're going to get that in any industry of like, well, why are you charging this much? I could get it this much on like Fiverr. Like, okay, cool. If that's what you choose to do, but you chart, you, you giving me $10 an hour when someone else in, I don't know, Bangladesh can do it. Like, yeah, their standard of living is much lower. I live in a very expensive area. I can't survive on $10 an hour doing this amount of work. I have eight years of experience. What do you think this is? Like, if that's what you feel like doing, then go to them. Why are you throwing in my face that you can get it for cheaper? Cool. Go get it for cheaper, right? More power to you, but don't try to make me feel like crap because I'm asking for what my worth is and you can't afford it. So I guess that's the main point of this is like, I got irritated and I hope like I send it to my musician friends being like, bro, this is why I'm done. This is why I'm done. But it's in every industry. It's especially in that industry and why I'm like, I'm done. Cause I was talking to my husband during the morning of like, I hustle. I don't have to hustle. I have like a standard check coming in and I can do stuff on the side. I'm getting like way more. Like I, I shared in that, you know, my episode of like, here's how much I make. I'll, I'll link all these in the episode, um, show notes of the episode that I'm referring to, but I shared how much I make, which is, I'm going to share it again. Cause why not? I make $112,000 a year salaried and I don't have to hustle. I just show up from certain times, complete the work at a standard that I know that I can do that they paid me for. And that's it. And I don't have to like stay up till two o'clock in the morning. I don't have to ever explain my worth. They hired me. I negotiated up. I got more. And they never said, I don't think you're worth that. They said, let me see what I can do. Looked at their budget and gave me that. They never gave me any crap because they recognize the value. And so when you're at a certain level, they'll just understand your value. And like, again, you might think that's more or less than what my value is right now. I'm happy with that. Right. And people don't have value. So we're just people. Right. But in marketplace value, that is quote my value. And I'm fine with that. You know, like it was great. Like I went to Home Depot this, this weekend and I like went to Home Goods. It was very like a, you know, like adult weekend for me. But anyways, I got like $200 worth of plants at Home Depot because I wanted to like outfit my office and we finished, we, you know, we decorated my daughter's room a little bit. So we got her like throw pillows and blah, blah, blah. I spent like $500 on decorations this weekend that I would have never done six months ago when I was in a place of scarcity working as a full-time musician full-time. And you know what's it? That's cool. Like me not being a full-time musician isn't as cool, Right. But you know what's cool is I can like 
buy $200 worth of plants at Home Depot and feel like freaking fantastic about it. I can look behind me and be like loving my plants and feel great about the office that I'm working in because I know that I have money coming in. And so it's not a big deal that I spent $200 on freaking plants in my office because I know it's going to improve my life. And I can like decorate my daughter's room because she's, you know, pre-teeny 11, almost 11. And she wants to make her space look nice and make her feel empowered and blah, blah, blah. It's cool to be able to do that. I couldn't do that if I were accepting things and accepting of what people, budget people would want me to ha- accept for my payment. Right. And I tell this to my daughter too, of like, they do like a school talent show every year or whatever in the past two years, I forget which one is because it's been COVID, but for like two years in a row, she was doing, she does gymnastics. She's been doing it for like seven years. Um, and she competes like she's really good. So Anyway, she wanted to do it with her friends. She wanted to do the talent show with her friends. And her one friend could only do cartwheels. And so she wanted to do it with her friends. And so like two years in a row, all they did was cartwheel across the stage. And I'm like, Gwen, why don't you just do your own thing? You're out here doing like back handsprings and like all these other stuff. Like you can't safely do that on stage, but you can do a lot more cooler things than cartwheel. Why are you doing this? When she was like, well, they can only do cartwheels. I'm like, yeah, but you shouldn't lower yourself to them. Don't you want to do other stuff? She was like, Yeah. She really just was afraid to do it by herself. So she was then lowering herself to do what her friend could do. And I get it. You know, she's a you know preteen. She wants to do with her friend. But I was trying to instill in her. And I'm like, again, I don't know if she's listening or whatever because I'm mom and I'm not cool or whatever. <laughs> and she just threw a fit this morning. But lowering yourself to meet the lowest common denominator, again, her friend, it's a different circumstance, but lowering yourself to meet the lowest common denominator so they can join you is not how you're going to quote win. It's not going to how you're going to succeed and move forward on your stuff. So me lowering myself and my, my rate for last minute things that are already below market value. So you can have a sub. And then when I give my rate after I already politely declined, then berate me screenshot, make me feel like I'm an idiot. Like I don't know what my worth is. Make me question my worth. It's inappropriate. And it's not my fault that you're undervaluing yourself, undervaluing probably your entire band, undervaluing and in, in condescending probably anyone else that asks for more because this is how you view how you should be paid. And that's the other part I guess I'm trying to say here is, <clears throat> excuse me, is your money stuff should not be pushed on somebody else. Because in that conversation, how they were valuing, he was valuing them, how he was valuing himself and his time and how he wanted to equate things was very clearly being pushed on me in a very condescending way. And I don't think that's appropriate. If someone tells you their rate, you can't, and they, you know, you can't afford it. You don't need to berate them. You know, you just say, cool, move on, find someone within your budget. There's no reason to treat someone like crap. And I'm saying that for you too. If someone does that to you, I got really mad, but then I quickly realized all the stuff that I'm saying now. Not, and when I say quickly, it was not that quickly. It was in like the span of like 30 minutes of me at the gym. Again, very hype on pre-workout. My husband was joking. He was like, why don't you put some of that rage into lifting that bar? And I, I, I did eventually. Like I did kind of like rage out on the bar because I was like, all right, I need to like just send the text, move on with my freaking warning. But it did severely aggravate me very much. And I was like, why is it just because like of his response? And I was like, no, it's because I asked for what my worth is actually below what my worth is. Cause I was like, you know what? Fine. Sure. He's going to say no anyways. I don't really care. And if he does, this is my minimum that I won't feel, you know, resentful for it. Right. But again, it was still below what I would have asked for every other wedding. It was still below market value. It was still below what I know I'm able to, com- to get. And I, he still berated me. 
So even when you lower yourself or, you know, your rates or whatever it is, your, you know, your quality or whatever, people will still be unhappy. So like when you're going after these clients or these, you know, selling these products or whatever your business is or whatever you're doing, just because you lower yourself discount wise or whatever it is, or try to reach more people, it doesn't mean it'll be enough quote, right? Because there'll always be someone who wants less. Like I love free stuff. You know, if someone said, offer me a free sample. Sure. I'll take a free sample, right? Like everyone wants a discount, but that's not how this works. If you want quality product, like Tiffany never goes on sale. Chanel never goes on sale. I'm just giving that as an example. Like luxury pop products don't go on sale because that's the whole point. It's supposed to be like, you're supposed to be able to afford them. It's a status symbol. And I'm not saying like your product needs to be, a, or your service needs to be a status symbol. But even if you're just like, I don't know, like you run a plumbing business. If your rate is your rate, then your rate is your rate. And if someone can't afford it last minute, and offering you below be, like market value to begin with, based on old standards that they hold themselves to from like the eighties or something, it does not mean that you should lower yourself and you should not feel bad about it. Like not once during that conversation did I think, you know what? He's right. I should lower myself. No, I instantly got irritated that he was making me try to, he was trying. He didn't make me, he was trying to make me feel like I was an idiot. Like I was not worth that. Like I should be grateful. And I didn't. And I just, sent what I sent, the text that I read. And hopefully you got to this much and you weren't like annoyed by my entire long story. Cause I felt like, I was like, is this teenage read or like, read this, like read this. But I feel like it was such a quick, short interaction that had no feeling behind it. And I was just very friendly and it was, you know, just stats, stats, stats. And all of a sudden I get this text with a screenshot, a ton, like dripping in condensation, condensation, condescending attitude. You get what I'm saying? Just like dripping in just condescending attitude, belittlement, and basically just a giant like, <laughs> okay. But you're asking me last minute for something undervalued. No, no. So I'm going to wrap that up, wrap this episode up. I, I'm hoping you get what I'm talking about with charging your value. And again, you're a human being, you don't have like a market, you don't have a, like a monetary value, but in the marketplace, your services, products, whatever do what people are willing to pay. I know people are willing to pay that because I've gotten it plus more for that. And for example, just again, this is kind of in the weeds for musician stuff, but it's an example that I thought about saying, but it, you know, I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Not worth my time, but I've done a wedding. I, uh, I think this was like a year or two ago and it was pre COVID or whatever. I did a wedding to sing a single song at a ceremony, one song, one Celine Dion song. And I was paid like, I think I forget the exact amount. I think I was paid $500 for that, a single song. And I could just show up before the ceremony and dip out right after the ceremony. It was like half the time that I would normally have to be there for like, you know, a cover band gig at a wedding to sing the actual, um, uh, reception, the reception is like the dinner and stuff like the ceremony is like, you know, when they're walking down the aisle, I sang one song before they walked out as the woman was walking down the aisle, one song got paid $500. And he said no to $500 to sing three songs for like triple the amount of time that I would have to commit to being there. And so my point is it's not even relevant to the, to, so I'm translating this to not musician. It is not relevant. How many like services you're rendering products you're producing time you're spending you can price yourself literally whatever you want and people will pay it or they won't, right? That's literally all it is. You decide what you want to charge based on whatever circumstances that you want to do and you, you 
offer that. And if they say no, they say no, because I, you know, for the wedding example that I said for the $500 for the one song for the ceremony, I threw that number out because I was like, you know what? It still is a time commitment, blah, blah, blah. And I still took it into consideration. And he instantly said, yes, there was literally no hesitation in his voice. He liked, he loved how I sounded. He heard me out before and he wanted me there. And honestly, I was kind of like irritated. I was like, shoot, I think I could have gotten more. Like he said, yes, so quickly that I was like, shoot, I think I shot, I could have gotten more. And that goes, and another example is like, I using outside sources, like, you know, the guy, one, this guy screenshot me to see how other people charge didn't actually help me in that, that circumstance. Cause I think I could have actually gotten more. And I think he was really like, he, the, the, he speedily said yes. And I was actually like, shoot, I think I could have gotten more. And I was mad at myself because I undersold myself in that situation. And I was underselling myself in the situation that I, you know, I talked about in the text and he got the, you know, the band leader got mad at me. I think because it was almost insulting to him and what he was charging. So maybe he felt like, well, she can't get that. Yes, I can. And you can too. Your limiting beliefs are not my problem. Your limited way of like how you're thinking and pricing yourself and your band members. And I'm, I'm doing this for everybody, but like this goes for any client, but like the limited way that your the client is trying to price you on outdated models or whatever, who doesn't see the value is not going to see it. And you can't make them see it. You just kind of move on, right? This is my rate. You either want to pay it or you don't. And I've heard so many stories about this, like literally in conversations on this podcast with guests, um, there was a freelancer one and her episode hasn't come out, but her name is Sylvia. And she talked about this before where, you know, she had a person come up to her, asked what her rate was, said, Ooh, that's way too much. They went with somebody else. That person did a crap job. And I'm not saying that people who pay way less are going to do a crap job. A lot of times it is true, but it's not always because a lot of people are just starting out trying to get stuff like I was at one point. Right. So it's not always true. The person that they hired for the much lower budget did a crap job. They came back to Sylvia, like I don't know, a couple months later, basically said, you were right. I got what I paid for because she ended the conversation with like, well, this is my rate. Well, if you want to go somewhere lower, then you'll get what you pay for. That's totally fine. If you want to pay my rate, I'm happy to help out. Come back to me. You know, she ended on a good note. So they came back to her a couple months later, basically said, you're right. I got what I paid for. I'm ready to pay your rate. So she did not have to lower herself. They just came back to her, realized it and decided that was the right move. And I heard it from somebody else, the same exact situation where they hired a budget person who was well below their budget that they could hire, get what they paid for essentially. Immediately the next year during the same event was like, Hey, you are right. I'm ready to pay whatever you want me to pay because you are the best. And I totally got what I paid for. I instantly regret it. It, it ruined the thing I was trying to do. I'm ready to pay because I know you can deliver. And that was it. Not once did they have to question their worth. Not once did they have to lower their rate to meet this other person's standard. So I'm going to reel in this episode, but if you're out there and you're thinking about lowering your prices to bring more people in, the quality of people you're going to get when you do that, like you'll get more people probably, right? Because the pool is bigger, but you will not be attracting and bringing in the actual quality customers, clients, whatever you're doing that you want. You're going to get people who are going to expect certain things at that price level. And it's proven in every industry, basically that when they pay less, they expect more because they're going to be counting their money more. So they're going to expect a bigger ROI and be less appreciative of any work that goes in much more questioning, much more checking up on you, much more revisions, all of the stuff. So if someone does that to you, like what that guy did to me, that really irritated me that I've been like talking about now for 30 minutes, 
not once did I feel any type of way about myself because I realized I stepped out of the situation a few months ago now and decided I was done with it because of this type of thing. So I stepped back and was like, I'm not desperate for money anymore. I don't need this. I can take the gigs that I want to do if I want to do them. I don't want to do it to begin with. The bare minimum that I would want to do is what I offered. And if you're going to berate me for that amount, I know I can get on a regular basis. No, thank you. You're not going to make me feel like crap. You can try to for whatever reason that you feel like you need to try to, but I'm not going to feel any type of way. I'm going to feel good about it. And in fact, I'm going to make an entire podcast episode about how you should not feel any type of way about it. So thank you for listening to another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. I really appreciate you listening to hopefully this 30 plus minute I don't think it was a rant. I was I hopefully I made it inclusive enough that it was not just applying to musicians because musician is its own beast. But I think it applies to every other service because I've had this exact kind of conversation with people across other industries that aren't musicians. It was like marketing stuff and it was um, like a, an athletic event type of stuff. And there was other conversations. Too. Like it, it doesn't matter the industry, right? Like I gave the plumbing example because like someone's always going to want to play less than what you're offering. And then they're just not your clients. You just market to a different customer because they have the money. The money is out there. There's literally no reason why you can't make this money. If you made it once, you can do it again and you can do it again and you can raise your prices. Like there's no reason that you can't get what you're asking for unless, you know, it's completely out there. But my rate example was not out there. And the people that I've talked to that they've got rejected and kind of like had this kind of situation were not out there. But the people who come back with these kinds of, you know, responses to belittle you and condescend, like, I don't know the proper verbization of condescending, but are condescending in their answers. You, you don't need to take any stock in them. They're nonsense. It's how they feel about things. It's how they want to price you. It's how they view the market that in this situation, for example, is nonsense, outdated and BS. <laughs> so I don't need to feel any type of way and you don't need to feel any type of way either. So Thank you for listening to an episode of Bare Minimum Babe, and I will be in your ears next week. And if you enjoyed this episode and thought, yes, Amanda, I don't, I don't have to listen to this. I don't know why I, ever, I give everyone that voice, but in my head, this, <laughs> this is the other voice. Yes, Amanda, I realize I don't have to feel a certain type of way about my value. Thank you for sharing your story and also how your daughter like freaked out this morning and blah, blah, blah. And I'm normal, blah, blah. Anyways. I will be back in your ears next week. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. It would mean so much to me. And I think that's it. Bye.